Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green. Today, I have the good fortune to be joined by Rachel Marshall and Bruce Weiner of The Money Advantage. Rachel's the co-founder and chief financial educator of The Money Advantage. She's known for making money simple, fun, and doable. Bruce is the chief cash flow strategist, designing and communicating the individualized solutions that help their clients increase their cash flow and financial control. Bruce, Rachel, thanks so much for joining us. Awesome. Thank you so much, Seth, for having us. Thank you, Seth. Let's go back in time a little bit. How did you guys get started? Oh my goodness. Great story. Um, I'll share mine first. Bruce, you can share yours and we'll tell how it came together. So I was in college with my husband. We were in a position where we said, hey, let's make a lot of money and let's figure out how to not only make money, but turn it into business and entrepreneurship. Wanted to start a business. And hey, we found out we didn't start a business right away. We had two jobs, great income, saved a lot of money and saved it in the bank. No rate of return. And so then we got into a position, we said, hey, we really need to be concerned about the dollar. We're going to go ahead and put our money in gold and silver. Smartest move of all time. We're going to store this money. We're going to have this cash for 20 years, 30 years. Oh, by the way, now let's go ahead and start a business. I'm going to stop, quit my job, be a stay-at-home mom, and we're going to have less income, more expenses, start a business, and we need cash. We're in a position of saying, oh my goodness, it is not the right time to convert that gold and silver. We dropped that dropped half of its value. And we were stuck in a position of saying, we have to liquidate this asset that we should never have plugged all of our cash resources into. We should have instead been looking at liquidity. So that was a huge lesson for us that started us on this path of saying, how can we find the best place to store cash so we have liquidity and growth and safety? We can access this money and use it for opportunities to create cash flow. And so that led us into figuring out about whole life insurance, privatized banking. That led us over to meeting Bruce and ultimately starting the Money Advantage podcast. And people said, we need help to do this in our own life. And so we started helping clients. But Bruce, you have an amazing backstory on that as well. I want you to share. Yeah, Seth. So uh, what happened about, um, I don't know, about six or seven years ago, we decided that the financial services industry was broken, mainly because there wasn't a lot of collaboration going on within the industry. It was very competitive, you know, trying to figure out how we can take assets under management away from somebody else. Um, and so we launched uh, what we called the Freedom Advisor event. Uh, and it was, a, it was a seminar 
that we would give where we would bring anybody that wanted to attend at a very minimal cost because we weren't trying to make any money. We were actually trying to improve the industry because uh, rising tides raises all boats. And so we started this Freedom Advisor where, where we were just uh, sharing best practices amongst all these different advisors. Uh, it started slowly because people were skeptical, like, what are you guys trying to do? You know, are you an IMO or are you an FMO or, you know, all this stuff that we hear in our industry because everybody's so skeptical. Well, uh, Rachel and Lucas, her husband, attended one of those events. On the, uh, I believe Ken Butler suggested that you go, Rachel, if I remember correctly. I think so. Yeah. And uh, so we just kind of, I mean, Rachel and Lucas are wonderful. They're very intellectually curious. And so, you know, they just, we just uh, kept on a kind of a mentor-mentee relationship. And then about four and a half ago, I think there was, they were, when Lucas calls me out of the blue and says, hey, you want to start a podcast? You know, and, and so, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm not the greatest in technology, but I am an early adopter with things. Not as early as you, Seth. I'm really impressed at how early you start this podcast situation, but you know, we just made a, we just made a uh, commitment to do our podcast and uh, then we started, you know, how to, how to brand it, how to market it. And we made some mistakes along the way, like everybody has, but now we're kind of rolling along and, uh, you know, uh, we have the money advantage brand, uh, but we also have a family office model from all the networking that we have done over the last 25 years at E3 Wealth in St. Louis. Awesome. Well, congratulations. It's an incredible story. Uh, I, I, an incredible partnership. I'm sure the longer version is in a book somewhere, which we could certainly talk about. Let's talk a little bit. Why do you think whilst what the traditional model is broken? I think that's a really, really good question. And I think the traditional model takes somebody and says, how can you save as much as possible? Put that over into some accumulation tool, which is thinking how big of a nest egg can I grow and how much risk do I need to take on to get that growth? How can I get a million dollars, $2 million in net worth sitting somewhere? And then how can I drain off that interest year by year and hopefully live well in retirement? And there's just so many factors that are completely wrong with that that's making people not be able to have the retirement that they had wanted. And one is that it's difficult to save enough money in the first place. It's difficult to get a high enough rate of return. It's difficult to not lose money because we all have market corrections. We see the market go up and then we see the correction. And it's difficult to then predict how do I have enough money to compensate for inflation so that I'll actually need more dollars in the future to live at the lifestyle that I really want to choose. And then I have no idea how long I'm going to live. What if I outlive the expectation? And my plan was to have enough money until I'm 89 and I live to be a centenarian. And here I am stuck in a position where I don't have enough money to fund my lifestyle. So there, and we could go on and on. There's just way too many problems with this. And we said, how can we, instead of using that go up the mountain, come down the mountain model, that's all focused on net worth. How can we instead put control back in people's hands? So instead they can keep in control as much money as possible and start the cash flow right now. Robert Kiyosaki talks about having businesses and investments that produce cash flow. And if you're in a position that's on the right side of his quadrant and you're in a position of saying, I have 
streams of income coming from a source outside of me. My money's working for me, not just that I'm working for money. And so we want to say, how can we jump everyone over into that category as quickly as possible so they have streams of income from whether it's real estate, whether it's businesses, but they have cash that's coming from another source. And then if you say, I just have a stream of income today, I can create a bigger and bigger stream of income as I continue to put that money back into cash flowing assets. So it's really a model all about cash flow and control that corrects the problem that we're seeing. That makes a lot of sense. What are, we talked about why the model's broken. What are some of the most common mistakes investors, families, clients are making within that model that you guys are helping them fix? Well, I think the number one thing is uh, the lack of control, which Rachel always or, already talked about. Um, you know, we've been we've been conditioned, and we had Ted Benna, and and if you don't know, Ted Benna is the father of the four hundred one k. We had him on our podcast, and his intentions for the four hundred one k was not to, and this is why he came on our podcast, because uh, the, the intentions of the four hundred one k was only to supplement um, the pensions of corporations. But corporations took this as a way to lessen their financial res uh, responsibility so it actually helped their balance sheet and then it would help their stock price. So what happened then, oh, the corporations started you know, talking about the 401k and then the financial services industry got into this, oh, this will be great for us because we can systematically take money out of their paycheck we can hold it for a long period of time and make money off of it. And then when they retire, we can actually just trickle it back to them a little bit at a time. And so what happens along that time period, though, is there's a lot of time there's more uh, month than there is money because people have their, their, their assets locked up for 40 years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we justify this and maybe some of it's justifiable. We justify this by saying, well, we need a systematic way because you can't trust yourself with your money. You got to put it out of your hands. And then the other way we then market it is, oh, you're going to be in a high tax bracket while you're working. You're going to be in a lower tax bracket when you retire. And so give us all your money. Well, the fact of the matter is, Seth, uh, that has happened on occasion in my career but most people are actually going to be in the same tax bracket or a greater tax bracket when they retire. So to actually uh, defer taxes into the future, in our opinion, is not a very good uh, thing to do. So uh, instead we help people position their money so that they get it working in multiple places at once. So get a rate or so doing an appreciation model we do an income producing model to actually grow your net worth. Yeah. And I'll just tag onto that really quick. I think the most common mistakes people make is this is just summarizing part of what Bruce said and adding on a little bit, but giving up control to somebody else thinking the financial advisor is the smartest person. And I need to give over control to somebody else who can manage my money better rather than taking ownership and learning the responsibility and figuring out how to become financially savvy themselves. The second is especially when you have somebody who's become entrepreneurial thinking and they're over in the space of saying, okay, I do want businesses and I want real estate and I wanna think about how to be that investor. They're still using the old archaic status quo financial strategies that are supposed to work 
for the person who's on the employee and self-employed side of that quadrant. They need to instead think differently and break out of that box and that mold and say, how can I use strategies that really put me in control? That makes a ton of sense. You've been quoted as saying the average millionaire has seven streams of income. How are you helping people implement multiple streams of income? Because the average, a traditional financial advisory firm would focus on one, which is you accumulate the nest egg and hopefully it spins off income when you retire. How are you helping them not only be not dependent on that, but add so many other streams? That's a fascinating question. Go ahead, Bruce. Well, I just going to say, Seth, uh, you, you understand our world, you know, uh, we have to have disclosures. So, you know, we're not giving any advice right now and we're not going to talk about specifics, but we do have, we do have, uh, if people want to get into real estate, uh, obviously we, we point them in different directions, some to syndications that we have actually vetted out so that they can get involved with that. Um, we also have some turnkey real estate uh people that uh, can do that for an accredited investor. We actually have some real estate funds that you can get involved in. And then with our uh, broker dealer at E3 uh, Wealth in St. Louis, we actually have a variety of alternative investments, both uh, for accredited investors and some for non-accredited investors that produce a fund uh, that produces income along the way, not just appreciation. And then we have, we, we believe we have a way to actually, through our podcast, to help people uh, in a consulting way, build businesses. And if a person wants to do that, then the, from all our resources on our podcast, but also resources that they can actually re- reach out to, we're encouraging people to build their own, basically starting a side hustle first, not just commitment. Um, because we think that's the best way of going about it. But those are multiple ways that we help people with multiple income streams. That is absolutely incredible. Your passion is obvious. Um, You've achieved so much success along the way. What are some of the biggest challenges you've had to overcome? And more importantly, what'd you learn from them? You know, I think one thing that I've really had to overcome and learn from is that idea that you need to save or invest. I think many people get stuck here and they say, well, I can either save money, which is what I was doing, putting money into gold and silver, and I'll take full responsibility for that, even though really kind of behind the scenes, I wasn't really that invested in our financial situation. My husband was kind of taking the reins and I was just letting him do what he thought was best. And and so I kind of absolved responsibility. And so therefore I recognized that I needed to take ownership in our financial life if I wanted us to go somewhere. And so that was one thing that I learned. But the second was, if, if I am just thinking about saving versus investing, then I can save my money, but it's never gonna work for me. Or I can invest my money. The challenge with that is that there is, I'm gonna have to take risk and every investor, every entrepreneur, every business owner is taking some risk to build a brand and build something that they know is gonna produce income in the future. But at the same time, if there's a risk of loss, I'm not in a safe position. So you have to reconcile this idea, here's savings, here's investing. How do we marry the two? How do we do the both at the same time, but how do we do them well? And the biggest challenge, I talked to somebody one day and they said, you know, I don't like the idea of saving because it feels like half of my army is asleep. And it's true. If your money is an army and it's supposed to be working for you, you want it to work as hard as possible. And so the learning that I had was not only do I have to have my savings, my accessible cash liquid and available, 
I also need to get money working for me as much as possible. So instead of giving up investing to save, instead of giving up savings and safety to invest, what I need to do instead is keep as much of my money as possible. That's the, the gap between what I make and what I spend. Keep as much as possible and then put that money in a position of safety and control. So first I'm saving. And then instead of just saving and, oh, by the way, someday I'll get into investing, I want to go ahead and borrow and leverage against my savings in a position where my savings is staying intact and continuing to compound and putting those dollars to work in investments that also kick off income. In that way, as Bruce was saying, I'm able to get my money working in two places at the same time, and that is going to help me accelerate my returns faster and accelerate that goal of financial freedom. But I even add on to that and say, it's not just about the money freedom. You can have all the money in the world, but really what we want is time freedom. We want the ability to use our time the way that we would want to. And for me, that's continuing to work because I love the work that I do. And I love helping people have clarity around these financial ideas. But that was the first thing that I had to personally learn. Now, what about you've grown, not only helped your clients grow businesses, but grow your own, obviously. Uh, Bruce, what's one of the, uh, what, what's the challenge that uh, the money advantage is facing now? What is your biggest opportunity? What are you guys working on? What's coming next? Well, the, I, I'll, uh, I'll tee it up for Rachel, but the, I was going to say, we can share this one. The, Go the, ahead. The, the, the biggest one is uh, Rachel is in the final st uh, stages of finishing her book uh, for, for legacy planning, estate planning uh, based upon, and I'll let her tell the story. Uh, so that's our, that's our, uh, that is our biggest opportunity coming up. Our, our biggest challenge is we approach everything from an educational uh, platform rather than a sales and marketing platform. I'm not saying that marketing is a bad thing, but out on the internet now, the internet's both a good thing and it's a bad thing. And I'm, I'm absolutely uh, stupefied by the, uh, the amount of experts that think they can just watch a couple of YouTube videos and all of a sudden they can do brain surgery. You know, they, they think, oh, I know how to do this already. And so then they come to us with, for financial planning um, and for, for uh, the infinite banking concept and they think they already have it figured out and, and they start dictating to us, okay, I want this, I want this, I want this. And it's because they think they have already looked at this. And what we try to tell people is, uh, if it was simple, there would be there would be no money problems in the entire world. The problem is is the mindset uh, that you have to have to constantly put your money in places that you can adjust and get mentorship from somebody else. So that's our both our biggest opportunity coming up and our and our our current biggest challenge is too many YouTubers that don't even have enough experience, but they are really good at marketing. Uh, and so that's a big one. So Rachel, on the yeah, Bruce, very well said on that. So um, two things, and I really appreciate the question, Seth. One thing that is a big challenge for us is gaining visibility, as it is for absolutely any person in business. You need to be able to have that market positioning. You need to be able to attract the people who you can help and serve. And really, what we know is many times we have somebody who comes to us and they say, "You have the best education that I have ever seen in this." 
in this concept, in this space of keeping and controlling more of your money and specifically in infinite banking. And what is really interesting is that we want to be able to reach more people like that. So not just the few that are trickling in, but we want to see that message be broadcast to a much wider audience. And then that question comes into what market strategies do you put in place so that you can accomplish that? And none of us have infinite hours in the day and none of us have infinite energy to contribute to marketing projects. And so it's deciding and selecting which ones are the best. So my book is one of the strategies that we said, let's go ahead and take a pause and backpedal a, a little bit or step backwards from the scene to make this book a reality. And that's been a, a definite endeavor and we look forward to launching that. So it came out of two years ago, my daughter is gonna be two tomorrow. And um, man, I get chills thinking about it. So two years ago, tomorrow, I go to deliver my daughter and I ended up with a life-threatening emergency afterwards. I had no idea. I came in completely healthy. Baby came in pretty healthy. And we thought the only challenge was that she might've potentially been having some, some growth issues. And those were resolved very quickly. But I ended up with my um, placenta not detaching. I ended up going into emergency surgery, hemorrhaged, and was replaced with eight units of blood. I had no idea what that even means. I'm not in the medical field. And I looked it up later and I realized that eight units of blood is approximately how much blood I have in my body. And so almost every single blood cell that I had after the surgery was not my own. Um, and just because of that and another complicating surgery with platelets and clotting, I almost didn't make it. They said there was a 50% chance of survival. And if I did make it, there was potentially going to be long-term tissue damage. And just looking at the whole situation really made me realize the value of my legacy that I'm creating for my children, not just that I'm, you know, living my life and I'm creating financial freedom for myself, but really what am I passing on to my kids and grandkids and multiple generations down the line? What am I living for and how am I going to make sure that my life improves theirs? And so that really set me on this journey of looking at I have all the life insurance that I need, which would have been a tremendous advantage if I had not made it. My husband would have been able to say, let me take a pause. Let me take care of these kids. Let me not have to work. Let me not have to struggle and fight and figure out how to do everything all at once. Let me take a pause and a moment to grieve. And thankfully that didn't happen, but it would have been a safety net for him. And thankfully we have an estate plan in place, but we've updated that since. And we've said, how do we make sure that it's not just going to hand money to our kids at a certain age, but how do we make sure that it's going to accomplish the purpose that we have for their life and, and pay for the things that we would have paid for if we were still living so that they will grow into financial stewards themselves who will steward family wealth and continue to grow it in each generation, not just have money flow into their hands and use it and spend it however they want to and have it dissipate like the traditional or that proverb that says shirt sleeves to shirt sleeves in three generations, which means somebody makes the wealth, somebody lives the wealth, the next generation. And in the third generation, most of the wealth creators money is completely gone. And so really that's what my book is all about, but that comes back to what are we trying to create in our business? And it's ultimately helping people to understand and recognize the value of their own life the value of investing in themselves and the value of really protecting their family so that they can grow tremendous wealth. What do you like best about what you're doing now? Ah, great question. Bruce, do you want to take this first? Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. Seth, uh, 
you know, I, I try to approach everything in the most humble way possible, but I am always, it does my heart good when people um, look at this space through all our YouTube videos and, and some of the great video blogs that Rachel has put out. And they say, uh, we came to you, we wanted to talk to you because you guys just talk to us in an authentic way. You, you don't seem like you're trying to manipulate us at all. You're not trying to just give us some marketing things. You're just telling us the way it is. And, and you have a, gen, a genuine sense of wanting to help people. And so that's what I like uh, the, the best about what we're putting out, the kind of content we're putting out, that it, it doesn't have any, and maybe people would disagree with it, but it doesn't have a, a, a hint of, Olari in the background or look at my beach you know condominium and we have all the answers we're just trying to walk people through their financial lives as best as possible from not only our experience but all the, the resources that we've uh, accumulated over the year through our network yeah and I would say the thing I like best is the thing that comes out of me when I'm at my best and able to give my best to my clients and able to educate them so that they can step into their best. So I guess really what that all comes down to is saying, how do I really help people to be their best self? And I mean, maybe that sounds too uh, self, um, there's a word I'm looking for, um, personal development sounding, but that's really what I love the most. I love seeing people be able to thrive, reach their goals, feel great about their life, feel great about their money, feel great about their kids and their time and their health and really, I think that is wealth. I think it's really wealth when you have all of the areas of your life firing on all cylinders and you really feel great about it. And so I love being able to step into that myself and I love being able to share that with other people. Awesome. For our folks watching and listening who want to learn more, where is the best place for them to go? All right, go to themoneyadvantage.com. That is our hub for absolutely everything. So I will just let you know on the very front page, you'll see two people that kind of looks like they're skydiving. I promise you they're not. They're just a very happy people. And there's two buttons. You can go click on our guide. You can get free materials on understanding more about how to keep and control more of your money, including one of the top strategies we use, which we've alluded to, infinite banking, and really understanding how that boosts your investment turns, returns investment returns without taking on additional market risk and without having to scrimp and save or cut back your lifestyle. So that's on our front page. We also have access to jump on our calendar directly for a consultation to get clarity in your financial life and be able to move forward. We have our, our podcast hub is there as well. So everything you need is at themoneyadvantage.com. Awesome. This has been Seth Green with Rachel Marshall and Bruce Wainer of themoneyadvantage.com. Bruce, Rachel, thanks so much for an awesome interview. Awesome. Thank you, Thank Seth. You, Seth. Thanks everybody for watching or listening. We'll see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. 
To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.